0: Hey friends, this is Linda, and you're listening to Calling Water. Each week on our podcast, we look at a passage of scripture and ask ourselves two important questions What does it mean, and what does it call us to do? In today's episode, Into the Blazing Furnace, we're looking at the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in Daniel chapter 3 and what it tells us about the kind of real courage that comes from God in the face of fire. Let's get started. If you think about how courage is portrayed in stories, it's most commonly when someone does something extraordinarily daring. I mean, that's essentially what courage is, right? Being brave is often correlated with standing up for or to something or someone at great personal risk. But the thing is, I feel like we have some misconceptions about courage, because what do we do when we're afraid? we generally tend to do one of two things, retreat or overcompensate. Fear causes us to run away from confrontation and whatever perceived danger that lies ahead, or it may cause us to develop an overinflated sense of self and makes us try to prove that we are not afraid. But neither of those things is courage. Because in those situations, we're trying to remove ourselves from a fearful situation or deny the existence of fear altogether. But courage doesn't negate fear. Now, you've probably heard various endings of the following quote. Courage is not the absence of fear, but according to Mark Twain, courage is not the absence of fear, but acting in spite of it. And courage is not the absence of fear, but the assessment that something is greater than our fear, according to FDR and courage is not the absence of fear, but the ability to triumph over it, according to Nelson Mandela. Now, each of these quotes points to the same thing that having courage means having the conviction to press on despite our fear and the obstacles it presents. So another way of saying it might be courage is not the absence of fear, but the presence of faith. And I'm not talking about the kind of demonstrative faith where we simply sit around and just hope that God will do something. Faith, much like what we say about love, must be accompanied by tangible, intentional action. And we see a pretty bold demonstration of this in our scripture for today. Today's text from Daniel three surprisingly has no mention of our friend Daniel. The entire narrative is about his three friends and fellow Babylonian exiles from Judah, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. In the story, King Nebuchadnezzar decides to make a golden statue, which in today's estimation was about 90 feet high. But not only that we find in verses five and six that he commands the people thusly. As soon as you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, you must fall down and worship the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Whoever does not fall down and worship will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. Now, we find this trope of kings demanding the people worship them or an image they've built throughout the Old Testament. But in those days, kings were viewed as deities. So what Nebuchadnezzar was demanding wasn't an uncommon occurrence. But of course, the three protagonists of this chapter refuse, and this enrages the king. So the king not only throws them into the furnace, but orders his men to turn up the heat seven times hotter. The heat was so intense, it killed the guards who had bound the three friends up, but Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were unharmed. In fact, Nebuchadnezzar witnessed the three of them plus an unidentified fourth man walking around in the fire. Now, there's a lot of scholarly speculation about who that fourth man was, but whether it was an angel or Christ himself, the point is, God let the three know that they were not alone. Nebuchadnezzar pulls the three out of the fire, gives each of them a promotion in the kingdom and declares that the God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego is the real deal because no other God can save in this way. It goes to show that God is the hero of the story, as is the case for all the Bible stories we talk about. But The faith exhibited by the three friends cannot be neglected. Now check out what they said to the king in verses 16 through 18 when they were confronted. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Inspiring, right? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego redefined what courage looks like in the context of faith. And they show us a couple of things, or a few things, that courage is not. Firstly, they demonstrated that courage is not invulnerability. Shadrach and company knew that courage was not about being invincible, but rather it's about identifying our source of courage in the face of fear. And true courage comes from God. See, Nebuchadnezzar did not know God. In Daniel chapter 2, Nebuchadnezzar has a dream about a statue made of gold, silver, bronze, iron, and clay, and Daniel was summoned to interpret this bizarre dream, and it was made known that the gold represented Babylon, which was the strongest, and the remaining elements of the statue, silver, bronze, iron, and clay, represented every other kingdom that would follow in Babylon's wake, each one less powerful than the one before it. This dream was to show Nebuchadnezzar that his kingdom would not last forever. Now, for a king whose entire purpose is to establish an empire and establish himself as a God, this was terrifying news, but instead of humbling himself and heeding the voice of the God who clearly was more powerful than he, Nebuchadnezzar's brand of courage. Was to build a 90 feet high statue made entirely of gold, as if to challenge God. No silver or bronze in this baby, I will live and reign forever. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's response to their impending demise was to recognize that there are some things that are out of their control. Now, this might sound like giving up, but it's more about being vulnerable and humble and being able to accept that God is in control. And this ability to do that is real courage. Secondly, this passage shows us that courage is not self-reliance. Now I mentioned earlier about how courage is personified and the most obvious way that we see it in media is through all the superheroes. I mean, there are so many different types of superhero movies and shows out there, it's so hard to keep up. But what usually makes such a courageous hero and a compelling story is that they face the bad guys in unconventional and almost self-sacrificing ways. But courage is not vigilante heroism, because let's face it, even the vigilantes have their squad. So not only does true courage come from God, it comes with God, meaning, When we summon real courage, God is there. God is with us. Countless times throughout scripture, whenever God speaks or a messenger of God appears to someone, there's always a variation of fear not, do not be afraid, do not fear. Why? For I am with you. Isaiah 43 verse 2 says, when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. This is why Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were able to say so confidently to the king, the God we serve is able to deliver us. And not only is God with us, but God gives us people. True courage happens in community. It's easy for our courage to fail us when we try to face things alone. But we are not alone, nor do we have to be. Third, Daniel chapter three shows us that courage is not recklessness. Being courageous in the context of faith means to yes, be bold and confident in obeying God, but it also means exercising prudence and patience. This kind of true courage comes from God. Like we mentioned comes with God and also for God because who is the audience of your courage? And if it's not God, then we have to rethink what we're being courageous for. Look at the wisdom of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When the decree came down that they needed to bow down to this behemoth statue, they didn't cause a scene. They understood that the balance of power was not in their favor and that they would cause more damage than good. Their actions were not overtly public, but neither were they hidden, which means they didn't doubt God's ability to save, but they didn't also presume to know God's will. But however it went down, they would wait on God and trust him with the outcome. Whatever happened, they would choose to honor God. In the NIV version, the phrase, blazing furnace is repeated several times. And it's the only word used to describe this furnace that Nebuchadnezzar set up as the method of capital punishment. It's an interesting word choice because when something is ablaze, it describes not only the flames produced by the fire, but also the light that emanates from it. Which reminds us that in any trial by fire, there is both the heat of the circumstance, but also the light that could illuminate a way out. Now, this is not to minimize suffering or trivialize the pains we go through. And it's also not to say that God will always intervene and remove our challenges right away. But the courage to withstand the crippling fear comes from holding on to our conviction and faith, even if he does not deliver us the way we want or when we want. I mean, I don't think any of us are having to choose between bowing down to a golden statue and renouncing our faith at the moment, but we do all have our very own real fears. Some of them are situational and some of them have been with us for most of our lives. So ask yourself, what kind of blazing furnace am I being threatened with today that I need courage from God to endure? CS Lewis once wrote that courage is not simply one of the virtues, but the form of every virtue at the testing point point. and fearlessness and invulnerability, self-reliance and recklessness. They're not always bad things, but these sometimes stand in the way of real courage. So instead of trying to be invulnerable, we can be humble and trust God. Instead of being self-reliant, we can depend on God and the people in our lives. And instead of being reckless, we can seek God's wisdom and timing. What's more, we can know and trust today that our God is the only God that can deliver us from that fire, whatever it might be. And when God delivers, God delivers completely when shadrach meshach and abednego emerged from the fire not a hair was singed not a whiff of smoke was on them and god can do the same for you as though you had never even been in the fire in the first place it's time we had the courage from god with god and for god and the faith to believe that to be true let's pray God, we are more and more afraid every day, especially when we think about all the horrific things going on in the world today. But we don't even need to look that far. Even in our own lives or in the lives of people close to us, there are many things that cause us to fear. Help us in those situations to remember to have the kind of courage that comes from faith in you. Knowing that you are with us in these situations, we don't have to be invulnerable, self-reliant or reckless, but we can stand up instead of cowering in fear. We can trust that even if you do not immediately pull us from a blazing furnace, you will never leave us to our own devices. You are faithful and we want to live out our faith with the right kind of courage.